0: Hi, Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccone here. When will you understand that I am a person and not a thing? Look it up. Do something else, do my eyebrows. Better to say, am I being true to myself? And is this what I want to say? And have I expressed myself the way I want to express myself? I mean, that's what it's all about. Hi, this is Rush Jhar, and you are listening to MLVC, the Madonna Podcast.
1: Hey, guys, it's Tony, and I'm frozen. Not like the song, I'm <laughs> literally frozen, because it's yeah. 20 degrees here. <laughs>
2: yeah, we
3: are,
1: we are freezing here in New York City.
3: Hello, everybody. This is Stefan. Thanks for joining us for another episode of MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccone. We are so happy to welcome Reshma Gajar to the podcast. Reshma, welcome.
2: Thank
0: you. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for
3: carving t- your
0: face. This is great.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody asked us the other day, Oh, are you guys going to start doing video? And I'm like, no, no, no really <laughs> it's just so we can see each other. But it
0: is nice to see your face. Just yes, so you know. I've done podcasts and I, I can't see the face. This is a totally different kind of podcast. It's Nice.
3: We Thank started you. out completely blank. Like we haven't, um, you're, you're brand new to the video. So
2: yeah, I'm but glad
0: I could break this in
1: i love seeing a smiling face from sunny california
0: (laughs) (laughs) well actually it's raining today so total rains today and yesterday but we need the rain so yeah you guys need it yes
3: how how is los angeles in in COVID land these days
0: well as you know it's like the numbers are pretty intense in la it's easing Hmm. up um i remember back in like March of last year, it was like coming from the East Coast and everybody was like praying for New York. And I feel like the times have reversed.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: It has been pretty intense. And I feel like I've reverted back to those times when we were very diligent. My mother now lives with us. So I've always been pretty diligent about Mm -hmm. COVID protocols. And um, ever since the numbers got really big and really high in LA and then hospitals are really full, we just reverted back to the times when we were not even meeting people to socially distance. Just, I just feel like safe at home is good. And it's also, you know, it's, it's, uh, being a good role model. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. trying to Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to encourage people to go out um, and feel like they're missing out on anything. I'm at home too. We're all at home and it's okay. And I'm just, so that's where I'm at. I know everyone has a different story and a different experience, but, um, that's that's where I'm at. And I've been very lucky. I live with the person that I'd be worried about. She's here. I don't have to worry about her. You know, I have a husband. I'm not alone. You know, I know everyone's COVID mm-hmm. experience is completely different. And I really don't have anything um to complain about. Like I said, so why add to the suffering is how I feel yeah. about it, you know? <laughs> and just just be a light. Just be a lighthouse in this time, you know? Yes. For people to hold that. on to. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, and you've been doing like some production work, right? You're you're back to work.
0: Yeah. So um, is that
3: like super crazy with all of the various restrictions that they have?
0: Yeah, and and the way that every job has uh, <laughs> has approached COVID has been very different. Um, I've done I've some done some jobs. So I was pretty much unemployed when COVID first hit, and then the union. I'm part of the union because um, I'm an actor dancer who works in film and television. So um, the union kind of set up finally like guidelines and protocols for covid and that took some months to put together um but now there's all these zones like the zone red zone the purple zone you know the actors who have to de-mask are in a specific zone and so everybody knows when it's like action shields everyone's shielded masked up and then the actors or the dancers take off their masks right so Mm. um, wow. and uh yeah which has been you know that is the the risk that everybody's taking. Everybody, I'm risking, and then also the people who are masked. I'm not masked, you know. You by masking, there's so many like feelings around, and it's like you're not just protecting yourself; you're protecting others. So in sure. some, you know, it's like it's not just oh, well, now I'm I'm not masked. I'm at risk, but also mm-hmm. everybody is. So like. Mm-hmm. So it's been really interesting. And also this particular job that I was just on that you're mentioning, they tested every day. I mean, it was like three to five times a week of testing.
3: So your um, nose was getting a good workout.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> thankfully they did the mouth swab. I'm so grateful. <laughs> the nose swab. Whew, that was a hard one. Um, but yeah, they did the, the mouth swab and they did a PCR test, which is more accurate and that made us all feel safe. And I think that makes people accountable and encourages people to stay stay COVID safe because by being mm-hmm. COVID free, you can still work. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. your job is to not get COVID.
1: <laughs> you know, if you can't. <laughs> right, but you're, you're working twice as hard because, you know, this adds to your work day. You know, you're yeah. testing, what, two hours a day almost and, you know, and putting all the you know policies in place so yeah Yeah, i mean it's 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 mental and physical
2: yeah
0: and so some jobs have been really really diligent and great about it and then some jobs are like are you gonna ask me to test are we all testing is everybody masking every you know Uh... every situation has been uh interesting you know like awkward dance and um, at the end of the day I realized oh I have to be the one in charge to figure Mm -hmm. out what's going on with this production and Mm -hmm. and protect myself and try to protect others instead of waiting for someone else to do that.
1: Yeah, you got to lead by example. Exa- yeah. That
0: was exactly the word, thank you.
1: Yes. Yeah, Good one,
3: Tony, good. <laughs> um, well, before we get to some questions, why don't we give our audience a proper introduction to Reshma? Tony, will you do the honors?
1: Of course, I'd love to. Reshma Gajar is a first generation American performing artist, currently living in Los Angeles. She grew up in Northern California, moved to Los Angeles on a scholarship to the Edge Performing Arts Center. She toured the world with Madonna as part of the reinvention tour and the Confessions Tour. Uh, She's also toured with Ricky Martin worked with artists like Selena Gomez, Dua Lipa, Katy Perry, Justin Bieber, Hozier, the list goes on. She's worked on numerous music video, commercial film, and television sets as an actor, dancer, and choreographer. She's recently been seen as the ingenue in the yellow dress stuck in traffic in the Oscar-winning film La La Land that, you know, Unforgettable. Reshma prioritizes a balance with one foot in the commercial entertainment industry, in the other in the art world, dancing in companies, live performance, art events, modeling and fashion campaigns, and acting in independent films. Welcome, Reshma.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Some
3: of the nice. dance videos that you have on your website are so beautiful. Thank you. Like, oh yeah. I it made me just want to get up and like do performance art. You know, like I just I <laughs> felt like I just needed to be very dramatic in my apartment.
2: <laughs> I welcome it.
1: Yeah. And I was like, can I bend like that? But you know. But it doesn't yeah, I, matter because you just gotta move and just feel through I, it, you know? That's right.
3: Yeah, I um I hurt my lower back doing something. I don't know. I was like, maybe it was doing the performance art. <laughs> yeah. Like I had to pop the <laughs> an anvil. Um Right, well, oh, so, I,
0: I discovered Advil recently.
3: I was <laughs> going to say, thing. as a dancer, you must be—you must know injuries and how to fine-tune your body. Like, I'm assuming yeah. this is not a planned question, but I assume as a dancer, you've had to sort of like dance through the pain on oh. numerous occasions. Yes,
0: always, yes, always. And I'm like, I'm one of those dancers who wants to feel the pain because if I mm. can feel it, I know it's still there, and I got to be mm-hmm. careful. Which is why I only just real recently discovered Advil because I would never take Advil. I'd just be like, it's still there. My ankle still hurts. So I got to be careful. I want to do it. And so, um, yeah, it was only like two years ago that I discovered Advil um, because I was, this is another tangent, but I was on this long trip. I was doing this. um, uh, I basically hiked from the north to the uh, the Grand Canyon, from the southern rim to the north Uh, rim. I did the whole thing. And I needed Mm -hmm. Advil for that. And it was like, oh my oh, god, yeah. this is why people take Advil. Like, I don't even feel my body anymore. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <so.
3: laughs> yeah. Well, so speaking of feeling your body, um, I don't know how I don't know how I'm connecting my segue from this to Madonna. I just I was thinking I'm like Madonna body. I was like, but so you first toured with Madonna on her reinvention tour. How did that come about? Like. What do you remember from the tour? I'm assuming it was a challenge.
0: Oh wow. Uh, Reinvention Tour was like a dream come true. So Reinvention Tour was a pinnacle of so many things in my life. But the way that I got to Reinvention Tour was such an incredible story. Um I was actually not supposed to be at that audition. I was on a different tour. I was on this a uh, little tour with this artist named Stacey Orico and um we were mm-hmm. in south korea or japan i forget where the last dates of our tour leg was and um we were supposed to fly in on a certain day right and when i saw that everybody was mm-hmm. flying kind of direct to where they needed to go and we were doing this whole like circular to get to la i asked the manager or somebody i was like can we can we fix that because i'd like to maybe just do a straight <laughs> shot to where i'm trying to go to la and i was on this tour this for Stacey Rico with with Rice stala Do you remember Rice Stella? She was also in Reinvention tour. So we were both on um, I think
3: yeah, yeah yeah I think I remember the name. Yeah. yeah,
0: we were both on um Reinvention. I mean sorry, on Stacey Rico and we were when we asked for our dates to change for our flight, we both landed in LA together from an international flight. Both of us turned on our phones and both of us got the like hi Today, our agents, today is the Madonna audition. I'm not sure if you guys are back in town or not, but if you are, you should try and make it. And I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to make this. Like, I'm landing from an international flight. I got to go home. (laughs) I got to change. I look cute. And then I'm going to drive in traffic to get this. It's "It's not (laughs) happening. Restala was like, I'm going. And then I was like, oh snap okay well then I got to go right I'm like I can't not go like then that's just like not good so we both went home changed blah 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 show up to the reinvention tour auditions where there was like hundreds of people okay hundreds of people as you can only imagine and I'm not even kidding you this audition was like a four-day long process I'm sure you already heard about it from other dancers from that tour, but that audition process. Tamara
3: tomorrow, tomorrow sort of keyed us in
0: a little bit. Yeah, it was like first day cuts, second day new combo, third day dancers from all over the world competing against you, fourth day Madonna comes. Oh yeah, there's a freestyle section. There were just so many elements to this audition. But can I just tell you guys that me and Rysella were the only dancers who booked it from LA. And we weren't oh, even wow, supposed wow. to be there. We were supposed to still be in the, the air, flying back.
2: <laughs> On a layover. Been-
0: yes. And that when I think about that, I'm like, wow, that is just, that is just, de- like, some things you can only prepare so much and the rest of it is total destiny. Like, that doesn't- Well, you had mm-hmm. to rewrite,
1: yeah, you had to rewrite your flight to await your destiny. <laughs>
0: right? Yes. Yeah. It was so, meant to be. It was totally meant to be and bizarre, but- The tour itself, uh, to answer the second question, it um, was a total dream come true. I mean, it was just the, everything about it, it was such a, um, there was a lot of money. There was a lot of budget in that tour. So we were staying in really nice hotels. There were a lot of like perks. There was a lot of like, um, you know, I feel like there's always parties and gatherings, but Mm -hmm. uh, this was also my first big job. so for so many reasons it was just i was on cloud nine the whole time mm-hmm. we were flying like charter planes sometimes we never saw a tour bus like it was oh, just like it it was me. A, a t- no i know but this is the funny part about the story is like that's the top and it only went <laughs> down like in the, in the dance world like there is no like ladder that you keep climbing up and like you just mm-hmm. keep it was like I had the reverse experience as far as my tour life went. It just, like, the money just kept getting less and less. (laughs) But that it didn't matter. I mean, I loved loved all the tours I've been on. But I'm just saying the first one was just, like, the the bar that it, like, it was just pretty incredible. And the people were amazing. We were just really, really close. Um, We all auditioned together. It was a documentary. We all bonded.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: It was, like, we were so tight, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was so full of light. I just remember it feeling so full of light, so close. And we were just like, we loved each other. It was it was such a fun, fun... There was no drama. It was just great. It was so much fun. It was one of my favorite jobs, really, to be honest.
1: Reshma, who was the, choreographer, the main choreographer for that tour?
0: Um, well, Jamie King was the artistic director.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: he brought on... Um, I think Liz Imperio did uh a number hanky panky I think um I believe Rich and Tone came on that. Um who else was choreographing for that? Oh yeah Rich and Tone did Vogue and a bunch of the other numbers.
1: Oh that Vogue is incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean the reinvention tour was the first time Madonna did like a greatest hits review of her career you know and you know her music career. So coming into it and you saw the you know the set list like what what numbers were you just like I cannot wait to just dive in and and do this you know because you know it, a lot of those were iconic from when we were growing up and and all of a sudden it's like, here's your task, you have to perform this song <laughs> yeah
2: and
0: um i i I am definitely more knowledgeable of her greatest hits than her newer music, and so when that when Reinvention became not about American life, right? That was the, that was the actual collaboration. It was like American life with greatest mm-hmm. hits. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really familiar with American life. Is that the right name of the album? I'm assuming yes. it is. You guys yes. would know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I was really grateful that it was the greatest hits because I love the greatest. They're her oldies, <laughs> you know, um, that's what I, I grew up on too. And so um, I mean, Vogue, obviously hello
1: <laughs> okay.
0: obviously and she hadn't done
1: it in
3: the previous tour so no. this was like the and it was done really well i mean i got to say yeah. when madonna trots out vogue in a tour usually she stamps it really well on that specific tour and i think like reinvention tour was always a fan favorite just because it was so opulent and so like the choreography was so fun to watch. Yeah. It was like a little bit of old school vogue but yes. reinterpreted, uh, reinvented. That's and, right. That's
2: well, right. Well, and then,
3: hello you guys did those upside down bridge walks back oh, yeah. when I, was, and I was
1: like I don't even know how they're doing that. Like, right. Madonna had to show off her her uh yoga. her yoga expertise, you yes. know. This was her, her
0: flexibility. That's right. i coming out yeah, I just also.
3: I remember seeing that and I'm like I don't I even think I could do a backwards bridge much less walk down mm-hmm. a stage while i'm doing it in heels that's yeah. <laughs> right in
2: heels
0: oh my god you're so right we were totally in heels oh my lord my days yeah yeah
3: did you have any like favorite numbers from reinvention tour the, um, like you were I, like every night there was there like a number where you're like oh god i love this show or on the uh, the reverse of that was there always <laughs> like a number where you're like oh no we have to do this again
0: Oh no I mean, I'm telling you that that show was just a dream every I was just so happy to be there. You couldn't. I was pinching myself literally every day pinching myself um but i I have to say the ones that really stood out to me as far as I had so much fun doing was obviously vogue because it was the opening and I just remember mm-hmm. being underground and like there was a whole intro there was like that whole intro where she kind of like it almost felt like a prayer you know she was like doing this like yeah i it wasn't a prayer, but it felt like. It was just, just epic. And I'm underground in this like thing that like supposed to come up slowly. And then I get popped up to meet up with the rest of the stage. And, um, and there's, there's people coming down from the top from swings, right? There was that whole thing happening. And I just remember being under stage and just being like, I can't believe I'm here. Like every night, just so, and hearing the sounds of the audience, all of you guys in the crowds, just like screaming and like like you know my heart is like pounding you know it's like i'm already on stage and the things open i'm like under stage and like being revealed right and she's being revealed and it was and then it goes into vogue and you're just like oh my god this is f this is just beyond so that number was always very Mm -hmm. magical to me um it was also like because I was like, I can't believe I'm here every day. You know, it was that moment where I'm like, Oh yeah, this is this is happening to me, and I'm still here every day. Mm-hmm. My life is amazing, It's amazing, um, and really settling into that and being so grateful. Um, and then the other number that I really loved doing was um, get into the groove. It was like it, I feel like it was a combination of songs, but we were in kilts, and
1: oh, uh, right, it, right, start, right, right. it started loud and into the groove.
0: Yes, it started out with um, Lauren uh, doing the Scottish bab- bagpipes, and then it went into, into the groove. Mm-hmm. Get into the groove, and then I think it went into um, God, I don't even remember anymore. Maybe you guys remember, but that whole set—it
1: you know, was bittersweet symphony by the Verb, and it was all mixed up with that yes. uh, with the Scottish song, and yeah, it was. It just kept going, and then you guys were dancing with those sticks, and I was yes. like, "What is going on? I love what? everything." Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, um, and. It was just so fun. That was such a fun number. And that ended the show like that up to the very, very end. And I remember we ended in those kilts and we're just in like white tank tops and just sweating Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) running around the stage. And, you know, the stage is going up again and the thing is closing in front of us. And it was like, you know, basically the beginning of the end, the end. And then the other one that I also really remembered really enjoying was, um, I'm pretty sure it was Die Another Day. But it was a tango piece, and I just oh, remember yeah. It really oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of the interludes. It was really good.
0: Yeah, I really enjoy. I love partnering, so um, I really enjoy doing that too. And then it went into her being partnered by four boys. Um, yeah.
3: I love that number. I love when she was dancing the tango with the multiple guys. Yeah. yeah. It was just beautiful.
1: So, Reshma, alongside the Reinvention Tour, you guys were also shooting a documentary f- um, called I'm Going to Tell You a Secret, which is pretty, pretty good. I, I love it. No, I mean, it. it is. I, I watch it a couple times a year because it's very spiritual and I love what... Jonas Ackerlund did the way he directed it and it, it just it all works really well together and you actually have a little feature in there as well what was it like working with Jonas Akerlund and his wife uh, was she involved as well because I know that you know she worked on you know some Madonna tours as far as costuming goes but uh, I know that they're very collaborative and um, very hands-on can you tell us what it's like to work with them
0: um well it was just Jonas for uh-huh. the um, documentary, and he's lovely. He is absolutely lovely. You know, I was really nervous about, you know, it was the beginning of like, docu- I mean, doc- it wasn't the beginning of documentary, come on, Truth or Dare. But, you know, <laughs> after seeing Truth or Dare, I was like, do I got to be careful? Like, right, do I right need to like, right. I, I don't know if I if I even, I want to be in the documentary, obviously, but I don't have control over the edit. You know, right. that's the thing about, Reality TV and documentaries. It's like you don't know. I mean, not that I have anything to hide, but it's like
3: they made you, know, you was, the villain of the documentary. Yeah, you just
0: don't know how stories are told. I mean, I'm also, you know, I work in film. I know how edits, how editing works. You know, like a story is told mm-hmm. three times over. It's told in the writing, is told in the shooting, and it's told in the editing. And it could be a completely different story every time. So I was a little nervous about it, and also obviously so excited to be in a documentary. Um, yeah, but I I was like, how do I, I? I'm pretty sure that if I had in in hindsight, I wish I was a little bit more um, open and 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 more myself. I mean, I was mm-hmm. myself, but I feel like I was more of a safe, curated version of myself, of wanting to represent mm. myself properly um, because I didn't know what to expect, you know, and mm-hmm. I was a little nervous about it. But the actual um there was no nothing good about it at all and jo- and Jonas was great and everybody was great on the on the crew and um you know I I and and the way that it turned out, I I, I also really love how it turned out. I just know myself really well now and I'm you know, I've grown and I know yeah. how I would be maybe a little bit different and looser now. Um mm-hmm. but back then I was maybe a little bit more like not shy, but reserved, like concerned. You know, I, I also come from, you know, I don't. I, I feel like I'm representing a, a whole people sometimes. You know, a whole yeah, community right. or my whole. Family. And so, um, you know, I, I always feel like there's a responsibility, and I can't just fully just let go. And I know now I have mm-hmm. the ability to kind of be both. I, I know myself a little bit more, mm-hmm. and I can feel freer. Um, yeah but yeah it was it was pretty cool to be in a, in a doc, and i really love the documentary the part in the documentary where they talk and they show the audition my favorite mm-hmm. moment in that documentary is when she literally is like so you guys you guys want to be on my tour and we like jumping up and down yeah. like we don't <laughs> even good. know each other like i didn't know cloud i didn't know tamara i didn't know any of these people jumping on them hugging them like like so happy i love that moment mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. now
1: some of my favorite parts in 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 the film are where you show the dancers you know like at the audition and uh one of the standout scenes is where madonna takes you guys to see these uh i think they were sisters the pianists and they oh play- right incredible performance and uh, you know Jonas uh, focuses the camera on your faces on all the dancers and it's like magic because you guys are just like your minds are being blown I mean was was that in Paris was that yes. in France
0: yes yeah. unforgettable yes
1: It was. Incredible. yeah those women are a force oh, of that night. was incredible yeah. <laughs> well I was
3: I was re-watching it the other night too because I knew we were going to be speaking with you and I uh, loved your little special song that you got highlighted during the prayer circle moment. And I was wondering, what was that song that you sang?
0: So um, the song is a, actually, it's a prayer. And it's um, it's like from um, the Vedas. And it's like a, a, a peace prayer. You know, it's about unity and um, light. And I grew up, you know, I grew up, the one thing that my parents gave me which, you know, everyone, I feel like it's a, a different gift from their parents. Like whether it's like, oh, my dad taught me about music. Like he has a record collection or, you know, my, my mom taught me about art. We always were going to museums. What my parents gave me was a really strong foundation in spirituality. Like, hmm. and, um, that is a through line for me always. And so that I, I, <laughs> I really wish the, that the, the cameras were in the room the first time I did that because I feel like I they, she wanted me to do it again for the documentary. I feel like that's my memory mm. around it, which made me more nervous versus it just happening. Right, of course. You know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> because it's like, all like,
1: <laughs> you're up. <laughs>
0: yeah, totally. I think I had offered the prayer, yeah, and then when you're in the moment doing it, it feels different than okay. Now I think we're gonna we're gonna do a doc- Ha! which is what I mean by you know. Well, then I have this whole thing where I have to like do it right and make sure I, you know, blah 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 blah. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I I chose to do the prayer because that just felt like a true representation of me when it was time to to be my turn in the prayer circle, which we learned quickly that everyone takes turns to tell a prayer in the prayer circle, and so automatically I knew I was going to do this prayer because i grew up doing it all the time every day i still pray Mm -hmm. i I still have these prayers that i that i say um so yeah it is it is i i I always find it really interesting because people don't know where it's from so they think it's a song or maybe it's from me but it's not it's like um it's totally a sloka and um from yeah it's it's an actual peace prayer yeah i did not make it up Sanskrit,
3: yeah. Yeah. No. Well, and so you also got a very special dance solo in uh, the Hollywood interlude. Mm -hmm. I was curious, what was it like to be able to dance a traditional Indian style dance to thousands of people every night around the world?
0: Right. So that has been um, also a very interesting uh, story. So I okay I feel like this is gonna encompass a lot of your possibly some other questions but um <laughs> <Go for laughs> coming coming into um I just feel like this is, this is such a long story short that's gonna be a long actually a, a long story not short <laughs> um, so you know you you enter the dance industry and it is totally like there's there was nobody that was Indian like I was the only Indian person right and um that was r- really hard hard in some ways, but also great because I'm like, oh, I have no competition, but very hard because I was, I was too ethnic, like people didn't know what to do with me, you know, it was like, I didn't fit a mold, I didn't fit a a type. And um, that was really problematic in the beginning because I knew I was good. I knew I was good enough to make it to the end of every audition because I would, but then I wouldn't get the part. And I was always trying to kind of fit in, right? And that's what you do as a first-generation American or anyone who is living in a country where it's predominantly something else and you're the minority, right? You're trying to fit in. You're trying to like... And I clearly was not fitting in. And, you know, that was a struggle for a really long time to the point where I I just didn't work, you know? Um, Which Mm is why what's so fast... I mean, there was a point where I actually even left the dance industry. I, like, left because I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I love dance too much. And the business is really killing me. And there's nothing I can do about the way I look. Um, this is this is me, right? And um, I didn't fit in in any world. I didn't fit in in the Indian community because I didn't do Indian classical dance, actually. I did American dance. Hmm. I did ballet, tap, and jazz. That is my training. And so I didn't fit in there. I didn't fit in here. It's like, uh, right? So then finally, I just, like, I actually moved to India and decided to, like, give it all up and, like, serve the motherland. <laughs> I was like, I'm going back to India. I'm going to serve. And I ended up, like, Having this beautiful experience where i was I was working with these children um who are were you know experiencing homelessness, there's a lot of slum a sl- slum community, obviously in India, and um we were working on a musical with these children, and I had this moment where I was like, these children are so amazing and they're so talented, and it doesn't matter. they won't be able to do what they want to do and here I am totally capable. And I, you know, being an American and having these privileges, like I am cheating all of them by not following my dream. You know what I mean? And so it kind of Mm -hmm. like reignited this thing in me and was, and I was inspired to go back again. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to just change my definition of success because what was happening was I kept putting my success on working versus like, This is what I do. It's not whether I work doing it. It's this is what I do. I'm in dance every day. I'm performing all the time. Whether or not I make money doing it, that doesn't make me who I am. It's if I'm doing it, you know, that's who I am. And so I changed Mm -hmm. my definition of success. I came back to the States and that's, it's crazy how the world just, it's just, I I don't think I was ready for the world, but the world wasn't ready for me either. And then suddenly something shifted when (laughs) I made that decision. It was like, I came back to LA with that mindset and then the world was totally ready for me because then all of a sudden it was kind of cooler suddenly to like be different, you know? And, mm-hmm. um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so then I started booking cause I was like, oh, they, now this look that I've got going or this person that I am is interesting now. Ugh, you know, like finally it's such a weird thing. It's such a weird even thing. Um, totally messes with our identity um, as artists, but yeah. um, so getting to the story of Ma- Madonna's reinvention tour. So when I knew that I was like, okay, I knew there was going to be a moment where I had to freestyle and I was like, I need to stand out and I need to be different. I know I'm, I do look different, but I need to do something that like, I really stand out because that's what she likes, you know? <clears throat> and um, so I asked my friend. Who is trained in classical Indian dance? I'm like, can you teach me some steps that are like foundational um, because Indian classical dance is like it's storytelling, it's spiritual. it is about God. like you don't you don't just like you don't just like do it. you have to be trained in it, right? And mm-hmm. so I didn't want to appropriate my appropriate my own culture. So I asked I was like, can you show me some steps that I can do that are basic? And then I will kind of put a twist on it, right? And so that's what I did. I learned these moves and then I kind of put a little twist on it. And then I did that for the audition. And then I was put in this like leotard and which obviously, I mean, if you've ever seen Indian classical dance, that would not ever fly. Like we're t- we're totally covered and like, you know, we're in, like, sorry. <laughs> like an right. And, um, so Yellows that. And
2: layers yes, and layers.
0: yes. And so, you know, it's always been like this interesting thing for me that I, I had to like, let go of my culture to fit in that didn't work. But then like, I like held, I incorporated my culture to then, then suddenly then be accepted in a different time. All of it is just very interesting. But to answer the question, it was, it was great to represent, um, Indians, but I wouldn't say that I represented Indian classical dance, if that maybe answers the question. I definitely mm-hmm. did a fusion, and um, I – yeah, that's that's kind of how I would answer that. I would definitely did, like, a fusion of dance, so I wouldn't ever say that I did in classical dance because I know what that means, you know. As
1: but a, it was infused with spirituality because that's what I saw when you, had, <laughs> when you had your moment. I was like, oh, here we go. It's like, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and you know, ever since Ray of Light, Madonna has really, like – brought that into her performances it's you know that like that mystical you know uh yes.
0: and reinvention trailer. was very mystical i mean yeah. she brought in a lot of kabbalah in there mm-hmm. um
2: she, she was, was feeling a it.
0: Spir- yeah she was in a very spiritual place and i think that's also why that 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 um that tour just felt so full of light hmm you
1: know. So then um, you went on the road again with Madonna because you just had to do it again. You know, you <laughs> went Once is not enough. Yeah, so uh, you joined the Confessions Tour, which I like to refer to as the most expensive-looking tour in history. <laughs> um, how did your experience differ on that tour um, from Reinvention? For example, how were the stakes higher? or um, uh, How was the audition process? How was, how was that different? Because you kind of knew what you were getting into this time.
0: So, for me, reinvention and confession, confessions, reinvention and confessions could not be more opposite. Right. So, the way that confessions happened for me was, and for most of the dancers, I don't think anybody mm-hmm. auditioned for that. And wow. that was the first time. <clears throat> Madonna will always make you audition. I mean, there are a lot of artists that will always make you audition. And, you, and no matter yeah. you've worked with her <laughs> 500 times. <clears throat> and there's something really annoying to that. I feel like that. she
2: loves the audition process.
0: Yes! There's something really annoying to that and also really <laughs> incredible about that. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I'm mad at you, but also I see what you're doing. Um, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was uh, the tone and the essence and the feeling on that tour because nobody auditioned was very different. I feel like the vibe... And this is, again, my my experience, because also I... Perception. uh, Yeah, I didn't come in at the beginning of that. I came in halfway through rehearsals, because one of the dancers got hurt. Yeah, one of the dancers got hurt, and um, they called me to come in and be, basically, to take over um, and learn her role, her track, and do the show. And um, first of all, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm getting a phone call because I'm so used to like having to audition all the time for every single thing. Right. So I was like, oh, this is amazing. Right. <laughs> and I show up and I already feel a vibe with everybody that it's just like a, I, I come in, you know, you come into a a party that's already happening. You know, it's a little bit different than like mm-hmm. we got here together. And we, moment. Yeah, we worked this out together and now we're here together. And that was not the vibe. Okay, I came into something that was already happening, and which was already a strange feeling for me and for I'm sure everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, because nobody auditioned, I think there were a lot of like feeling of, and again, this is my perspective, but like maybe entitlement, you know. And I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, and a deserved or an undeserved, but I just felt that. Where in reinvention tour, we were very humbled and and like. Just like children, so happy to be there, you know? Um, And we got there together. And I didn't feel like that was the vibe at all on Confessions. And there was a lot of like, Mm -hmm. a lot of things that I didn't know was happening because I showed up halfway through maybe relationships and currents and uh, tension between people that maybe I didn't know what was, you know, there's a lot of things, feels. I Mm -hmm. I got a lot of feels. Okay, guys? Just a lot of feels.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because you were just there to dance. And you're like, what's all this other stuff? What's all this
3: other stuff? I'm not going to pay attention to what's going on in the other room. I'm just going to focus on what I'm
2: I'm
0: doing. What's (laughs) going on, guys? What's going on over here? And I'm just, like, super positive and friendly. So I'm like, guys, let's just be cool, right? Know know what's going on. And um, what ended up happening, which was really frustrating for me, is that, like, who I was supposed to understudy didn't end up wanting to go. And so... um, they didn't want to get their surgery, which means because she wanted to stay on the tour. Understandable. I'm not upset mm-hmm. with her. I'm just saying the situation that happened was I ended up now having to be an understudy instead of being in the show. Mm-hmm. And that was a favor that was asked of me because to be honest, I already did a Madonna tour. Like, I don't want to be yeah. an understudy. I'm, I don't do this for the money. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I want to be in tour because I can make money. It's like, No. I want to do this because I want to perform. So Mm -hmm. what was really challenging for me was that I had to understudy that show, which means I wasn't really doing the show very much. I wasn't really doing um, a lot of the numbers. You know, I kind of came in at the end, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) And that's, like, my worst nightmare.
3: When when we talked to Tamara, I I rewatched Confessions, and I was like, wow, the girls don't come in until, like, more than halfway through the show. I, I, yeah. It wasn't something that I was cognizantly aware of. And I, I'm like, well, what were they doing backstage during the first hour of the Listen. show? Like, they were just, I was doing, doing her nails.
0: Yes. <laughs> I was doing sewing projects. I was like <laughs> reading books. I was making <laughs> phone calls. I was doing anything I could to tra- st- try and stay energized and you know not be completely bored out of my mind mm-hmm. because i do this because mm-hmm. i love to perform. So yeah. for me it was that's why i say it was very opposite for me is that this tour was you know that that even though the the show itself was so fun it was like a party
2: mm-hmm.
0: um it was not a party for me. It was like man right. i want to <laughs> go out on the party but i'm not able to party. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, yeah. so what did you think of the artistic direction and the choreography for this show? Because it, it was very, um, there, it was like, there are a lot of very specific techniques, you know, there was like athleticism and there was, you know, disco dancing and, you know, mm. yeah. Tell us a little bit about how, I mean, cause it was completely different, absolutely different from reinvention.
0: Yeah. And, um, I mean, I feel like it was a nice variety pack, you're right. Mm-hmm. There was crumping yeah. in there.
2: There was mm-hmm. hip hop
0: in there. There was disco. Parkour. There was parkour. Oh, right, um, right. You know. Which is great. Which is great. No, I totally thought that um the artistic direction was great. And I believe it was Jamie King again. I mean, he's a mm-hmm. genius. So I I always I mean Jamie King also did the Ricky Martin tour I was on. He's a G. And I will say yeah. yes to him always. <laughs> so
1: yeah. Well, did you, you know, in spite of it all, did you have a favorite number in that show that you performed?
0: Um, God, I have to think about that. Before.
1: The last one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> time goes by real quickly. Um,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just rolling my arms over and you know, over again.
1: Have to go home after. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, my um, forearms really hurt. <laughs> yes.
0: That box step, that, like, time goes <laughs> by. <laughs> so slowly 500 times, right? Um i really liked um well you know what i did get to do i got to train in the roller skating part because i think you know they were like okay let her learn the roller skating part that's fine you know and Mm -hmm. so i got to roller skate and i got to do that number starting halfway through so i trained into the roller skating which was terrifying but um, also great fun um so that was nice and then I really liked the cage number. I forget what the song was. Do you remember which song it was? I don't I wanna I do hear. I don't wanna yes. Know. Yes. I yeah. love you guys. Yes, that's the that was the dance that sorry, I, had
2: I, a I, I.
3: You know what? Sorry, I apologize for singing on the podcast. i, yeah, I, I made a promise to myself that. I would never sing on the podcast.
2: No. No. Well, you just did.
3: <laughs> okay, sorry. I did. Sorry I like, is the name <laughs> of. Sorry is the name of the number. Sorry is the name of the number.
0: <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I like that one because we got to like fight. You know, we got to be playful and fight and boys like, against girls. Yes, climb mm-hmm. on cages and jump off of them and kind of be like tomboys, which is totally my inner self. So
1: and the outfits were kick ass in that and number the outfits two. Yeah,
0: were great. Yeah, so that was that was fun when I got to do that.
1: Yeah, and then Madonna put you guys on display. You were in that you know that H and M ad campaign and also on the cover of the Get Together CD single. I mean, she's never like you know brought her dancers out and. You know, yeah, you were life. like a supermodel. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my other dream come true. You guys, how do I do that? I'm not six foot tall, so how do I do that?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I recall seeing that campaign all over Times Square on the big jumbotron. So you were bigger than life. So
0: yeah, that was fun. I, I, I mean, I'm all about style and f- and fashion and modeling. So that was bring that it was on, really right? Yeah, yeah, bring sweet. it on, bring it all on.
2: So and all that um, h H&M and
0: clothes. I mean, now I don't... Who's going to
3: turn down free clothes? (laughs) Who's going to
0: turn down free clothes?
3: I mean, come on. Um, So uh, uh, a good friend of mine is uh, originally from India as well. And so I had asked her um, what would be a really great question to ask for the the Indian uh, culture out there. As a first-generation Indian woman in a very white-dominated industry what has your experience been in the entertainment industry itself? Do you see the industry at large opening up to other South Asian women? Um, You know, like what's, what's been your experience? And then what's your advice on how other South Asian women could get into the industry?
0: Um, Well, the answer is yes. I do think that it is opening up Mm -hmm. and it's slow, you know, change is slow. Real change is slow. Um, but I, I do see potential and I see it happening. Um, like I said, I was like literally the only Indian girl in LA, um, for a long time. And now I'm seeing more young kids coming in and I'm just so happy to see that, you know? And anytime I did see a fellow Indian person, it was, it was like seeing a unicorn. I mean, we would literally Mm -hmm. be lying to each other and Mm -hmm. hug. You know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, who are you you know like <laughs> who are you um and so i'm so happy to see that there are more um south Asians coming into the dance you know dance world and i and i think they're seeing that you know i think the world is is slowly catching up and they know representation matters and that is something that i really believe in and i'm always going to be here because of that and i will represent and what i mm-hmm. i would tell people is that you know, it's funny. My my advice just keeps evolving over time. When I when I have mm-hmm. been mentoring, you know, and so like over time, my what I would advise people have just keeps changing, you know, or evolving or shifting, depending. But but one thing I think stays true across the board, no matter what background you are, but but especially if you're a minority, is that it is it is a last man standing game always you know and so it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter you know this is something that I've I heard somewhere and it really stuck with me that like it doesn't matter how talented you are you know how how beautiful you are how connected Mm -hmm. you are um it is a last man standing game so perseverance is key in that you know you got to ask yourself why you do what you do what you want out of it and you know for me it's always been longevity and it's always been representation and it's always been because I I love what I do and so it's really easy it's like if you think mm-hmm. about why and what and if those things aren't checked then maybe you shouldn't maybe you should think of so, to do something else because if you don't love it
2: mm-hmm. you know yeah.
0: why why are you there one it's like especially as a dancer it's like you better love to dance because it is it's a really tough rigorous profession and it is not common that every dancer works or has a i've been super okay. lucky yeah. you know with timing i can not put it all on me that oh i'm just such a good dancer there's a lot of good dancers out there and i'm very aware that like a lot of it has to do with things that are outside of my control and so um
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know just knowing that and like if you if you love what you do that definitely helps <laughs> um and you know <laughs> yeah. knowing knowing why you do it you know and if 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 why you're doing it is still the reason why you're doing it is still igniting the engine in you to do it then then continue to do it and for me it's always been because i love it and because representation matters and um i am someone who believes in you know perseverance and tenacity and like i will stand out i will like i mean i will i will work as long as i need to work to get to point b and i know that that could be like in a hundred years but i have that patience you know and Mm so um yeah, don't compare yourself to other people. You know, just just be inspired by others. Don't compare. Um, yeah, really, really appreciate the process because half the time the process is more enjoyable and what you remember over even the product. Um, yeah, I feel like. What else would I tell? Oh yeah, I mean, I already said like <laughs> def- make your own definition of success. That's first. That's first yeah. and foremost. Um, you know, and also that whole idea of that it's not just you. There's like if you are working, if you (laughs) this is going to sound super spiritual, but go with me. I mean, I really do the Universe (laughs) is listening. So I feel like if you're working towards something and you're staying true to who you are, it'll meet you, you know?
2: Yeah. And just Mm -hmm. really
0: trust in timing. Like that whole story I talked about, the India story, that's timing. Like that concept that the world wasn't ready for me and that's why i wasn't really working and then suddenly but then realizing oh wait but i wasn't ready for the world because i didn't i was comparing myself to others i was defining my success this way and now once i knew who Mm -hmm. i was i was ready for the world and then both of those things together boom you know and you don't know when your timing is everyone's timing is Mm -mm. different you know um
1: Reshma, one great example of uh, you know how impactful representation you know is like seeing ourselves on stage is when you open up La La Land, you're in the first frame. And when I saw you on the big screen in that yellow dress, I was like, oh my God, now I kind of know what kind of film I'm in for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I know that I'm not just going to see white faces for two hours. Right. Now yeah. I know that this is going to take me somewhere I did not expect. Can you tell us how you ended up just literally opening dancing on a highway in Los <laughs> Angeles <Yeah. laughs> with so much emotion? Oh my god! It's oh
0: yeah, so that, good. that was again. I know that's like that goes up there with the reinvention tour, La La Land. I
2: just mm-hmm.
0: um, so I got La La Land because I ended up being hired to be skeleton crew for Mandy Moore, who is the choreographer for that for that film. Mm-hmm. And so, skeleton crew is basically the group of people that was hired to help create, um, help, help facilitate the movement that the choreographer is putting together. Um, basically, mm-hmm. the bones of like what is then to become casted and like performed on the day, um, because there's so many moving parts, especially with the with a film like that with so many people and so many. There was a lot. Those, those weren't easy production numbers. And especially the first one, the first uh, Another Day of Sun. I mean, it encompasses more than just dancers. It had, like, you know, BMX bikers and skateboarders and a bunch of cars and, um, you know, singing and dance. Like, there was a lot, people jumping off cars. There's a lot to yeah. choreograph. And so in order to do that properly, there's a skeleton crew to kind of, like, map it out. And so I was hired to do that which is always great fun. Um, And then what ended up happening was, I I love this story so much. So people were auditioning for the role that I did. I know people were auditioning for it because I would hear about it. So somehow Mm. Mandy just put me as the girl in the yellow dress that opens the film. Like she put me there. I I didn't, somehow I was that person. So I was learning that track and I was helping put it together. And then Mm. um, I knew people were auditioning for it. And then, uh the director, Damien, would come in and he would, you know, bring his phone and he would, like, in the beginning stages, kind of figure out how he wants to tape it and from different angles. And he would, like, see me doing it because I'm the person showing him what this girl is mm-hmm. going to do. You're the and demo. Then, I'm the demo. <laughs> okay. And, you know, never thinking that it was going to be mine. Like never thinking that because why would an Indian girl open a Hollywood musical? Like that would never happen, you know, like in my mind, because it's never happened. So, yeah, <laughs> like, sure. you know, and so I'm like, that's not going to happen. It's going to be like the girl next door look vibes. Right. And um and so but obviously I'm also me. So I was like full out, you know, like it is mine, like because I also believe yeah. in professionality and I'm like, I'm going to be a super professional and mm-hmm. I'm going to kill the game. And so
3: show up, do was, the work and make right. sure people notice you.
0: That's right. And so I can do that. Um so I did that and then I knew the auditions were happening, blah blah blah. Next thing I know, I get like I get a I get a call that I'm going to actually do the movie, right? And at that point I'm like I knew I kind of was going to just do the movie, but I didn't know I was I was just be like one of the many dancers, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it was so anticlimactic. Like no one like prepped me. They weren't like, "So Reshma, you were a cast for this part." You know, it was like I just showed up to rehearsal one day, and they're like, "So you're gonna do the part?" And I was like, "What? I'm doing the part?" <laughs> like it was kind of like on the inside, I was freaking out, and on the outside, I was like, "Cool, cool, whatever, yeah, cool. I'm gonna do the part." And <laughs> what ended up happening is that I think Damien just, I think you know, I I, I what I do know about him is he's very particular and um, he's very specific, and I think that. After seeing me, you know, maybe that was also that's timing and luck again. Like I think after seeing me doing mm-hmm. it, this is me projecting. We did not have this conversation. Um, I'm assuming that he just <laughs> only then saw me, you know, and then he was like, "I think I'm going to go with her," you know. I guess. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know, but that's how I got it, which is pretty amazing.
2: That's <laughs> so- incredible. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Here, I thought you were going to say you got the phone call thinking, you know, you got the part. You're like, oh, I replaced Emma Stone.
2: Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, not quite.
0: <laughs> not quite. Not yet. One day, maybe. I mean, I don't want to replace it. I just, just want to, you know, want to get that. Place.
1: But you guys created an iconic scene. I mean, it's like parodied. It's, it's you know, there's tributes to it. You know, people yeah. do flash mobs. I mean, it's, it's crazy what, what what how many lives it's, we have come from that it's
0: yeah and, and it's gonna live on <laughs> and I feel so so just so thrilled to to be part of something that is so iconic like you said and and yeah. and in a way that is unexpected you know that mm-hmm. I did not expect no one expected that to but I love that because and this goes back to the whole idea of um representation mattering because, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't think I could be a dancer growing up. I grew up dancing. You know, I was a kid who went to a studio every day and danced, you know, and competed and all that stuff. But I never considered it a profession. Even though I was obsessed with Newsies and I wanted to be a Newsie and I was like, (laughs) you know, or I wanted to be a Michael Jackson dancer. But I I mean, I never thought that it was a profession for me because I didn't see myself... Mm -hmm in the shoes of those people because there was nobody like me doing that so i just assumed it wasn't for me you know like i but Mm -hmm. that's what's so mind-boggling is that i grew up seeing dance in shows and in movies and everywhere but i just never associated it to me even though it's something that i did Mm -hmm. growing up i just like okay i'm gonna go to college and i'm gonna study biology like no one ever motivated like nurtured this path and no one There was nothing out there showing me that I could do it. I didn't see myself represented, so it wasn't for me. That is so powerful because what ended up happening is now I got to open this movie, right? Mm -hmm. And then what I, you know, I I get emails from young Indian, South Asian girls and boys, and they're just like people who look like me. Not even South Asian, just brown people. Like, it doesn't have to be South Asian. It's just like, you know, like... People just being like, "I cannot believe you." So, like, and seeing themselves, and that just opens your mind, Mm -hmm. you know. And I didn't have that, and I'm so glad that I get to be that. You know what I mean? Like, and that full circle moment was really incredible for me personally.
1: In doing the research, I I encountered some articles from Indian newspapers, and they were just like love fests, you know. They're like. (laughs) It's like, this Indian girl's in this American film. And, yeah. you know, and then they're like, update, the film is up for an Oscar. You know, it's so yeah. it's so cute. But I mean, Lo- that's- local
3: girl does good. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, I love that. It's, you know, um, one of the things that we love about Madonna, you know, especially me, is that um the first time I ever saw gay men of color on stage mm-hmm. dancing mm-hmm. and being themselves without fear of, you know, reprisal was on a Madonna stage on really? that blonde ambition. And then from there, she's, you know, continued that tradition and, and you're a huge part of it. So, you know, mm-hmm. bravo. <laughs> Thank you. Um, In addition to being in lots of
3: iconic movies you've also done some iconic television i mean <laughs> the good place crazy ex girlfriend parks and rec glee i mean you've been on every award show that comes on the air oscars <laughs> emmys grammys golden globes um what's one or two of your highlights that you've done tv wise i mean i love the loved crazy ex girlfriend and the good place yeah. and parks and rec and some of those shows are just amazing shows
0: Yeah, well, I was gonna say Crazy Ex-Girlfriend because that was a really fun, fun episode. Yeah, you did that. The Lady Boss,
3: the Lady Boss. Yeah.
0: Oh, yes, I did Lady Boss. That's right. I did that with her. But I also did this one where, um, in the there was a um, an episode where she was going to her therapist, and then her therapist was like prescribing her all these medications, and um, it was about it was about medication and that like. Anyways, it, it was a really fun number um and we were like in the waiting room you know as people going into therapy but then we break out into song and dance and then we're tap dancing by the end it was like a lot of fun she pulls out a pair of taps, she was out of a farm out of a, like, like an orange like you know vi- uh, uh mm-hmm. medicine bottle and yeah it was just that was really fun and she's lovely i mean she's a wonderful person too which it's super rare to find somebody who is so talented and also so kind and gener- generous and I love it when you find people like oh. that. Yeah. She's wonderful. Um nice. a- the, the Oscars obviously was was um was another fun one. Always use like the Oscars or the Emmys. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I,
3: Just because you get yeah. to rub up against all those famous shoulders, you know? Yeah,
0: those, that's right. Well, hello, hello,
3: hello, Brad Pitt. That's
0: right. <laughs> it's such a production. And also, um, I really, um, I got to do a show called Hit the Floor for two seasons, which was really fun because... Oh, uh, that was
1: the Jennifer Lopez dance competition, right?
0: No, that was no? that was a VH1 show. And floor. it was a, actually a scripted show. So it was a, a narrative. It mm. wasn't a documentary. But it was oh my about God, I'm so it was, long. It was so <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It was, it was like um the drama between like the basketball team and the cheerleaders and like the management. It was all about basketball. And I was a devil girl. And basically okay, like now, a local. Now I girl. have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Lots mm. of drama. <laughs> was, it's kind of soapy. It's like it, it's it's like bring it on meets like um uh
1: Oh, I'm definitely watching it now. Okay. <laughs> it's fun.
0: It's fun. But I got to do that for two seasons, and that was fun because I, I got to really um, – I was on set every day for like months, I was part of the show. And that,
1: hey, you know, don't knock a steady job, right?
0: Not knocking exactly. that. Never.
1: Never. Hey, Stefan, is it time for my favorite part of the podcast? I think it is.
3: Reshma, for all of our guests, we like to do a little bit of lightning round. So this is just meant to be – off the top of your head, you know, wherever you're at in your Madonna journey right now today. So without thinking too hard, favorite Madonna song.
0: Okay. Uh, do I have to pick one? You really like picking about that?
1: You can pick two. You can pick two.
0: I'm going to go with three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Cause off the top of my head, I, I always like La Isla. La Isla. Mm-hmm. Okay. La Isla Bonita. Um, I don't know why I always liked rain rain always stands out to me.
3: Well, that's gorgeous. It's so I mean, gorgeous. And...
0: Um, and, and the song that I'll always like sing to is like a prayer just because it's so good. Mm, so yeah. yeah. Those are uh,
2: Favorite,
3: in the favorite Madonna music video.
0: Okay. Um, I really like videos that tell a story that are kind of like film and cinematic. Yeah. Um, and the ones that, and those are the ones that like really like Im- stay imprinted in my head. And so I feel like the ones that were like that, there was, um, like a, like a bullfighter. And I think it was like, take a bow.
2: Oh, take yeah. A bow yeah.
0: And I just really loved the visuals in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I re and, and e- express yourself was also mm-hmm. like that super cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it uh a oh, human nature is also a really good one yeah. Oh yeah because it was i mean i don't
3: know um well the dance in human nature alone oh I mean, die
0: another like, oh yeah the dancing die another day is another like storytelling and it's like you know there's like a little it's like a little cinema again. madonna
3: against good madonna
0: yes yes i like i like videos like that but then yeah. you know i also really like uh when it starts to have, when there's a lot of fun, which is why I liked, um, music was also kind of like a little movie, you know, where there's like talking mm-hmm. in the beginning and then, yeah, anyways, I can go on and on, but like, those are the ones that like stand <laughs> out, you know, as far as being yeah. imprinted and visually in my brain.
3: Favorite Madonna tour. And it does not have to be one that you were on.
0: I mean, I, I. I have to say, Reinvention Tour. I mean, I, <laughs> it just is. I'm, you know, and
1: it's a fan favorite. You know,
0: you know, and I've seen all of them after, and I'm, I'm like, I still love Reinvention Tour. Like, mm. even though, even, even as far as watching, and maybe it's just because I just, again, maybe I just am so biased. Yeah. I'm biased. It's fine. I'm yeah. <laughs> biased.
3: I, I don't know if you know this. Um, because Madonna was on that conveyor belt during Nobody Knows Me. I
0: loved that yeah. number, by the way.
3: Every single Madonna, well, not every single, I'm not speaking on, on behalf of all Madonna fans, but a large majority of Madonna fans, when we go to airports oh and we, my see, God. The, we see the fast path walk that they have, the, the conveyor belts in the airport, every, like, for the most part, most Madonna fans think of Nobody Knows Me uh, like, I have never done that. All the oh, time. Stop. I do. Too. <laughs> I always think of it. Whenever I I see one I'm always like I need somebody to like cue up nobody knows me and I'll just do the choreo.
0: <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It was that part of the show. It was one of my favorites to watch. Like Yeah. Mm-mm. It was so simple. It wasn't like it wasn't intricate or crazy or like lots of flashy things. It was just her on a conveyor belt and yeah. I was like Obsessed. I watch it, you know. I mean, we did the show so many, so many times and we rehearsed it so many, so many, so many, so many, so many times. So I saw that number every time, but I never got tired of watching it. There was something about the way she walked and then like on beat and then she would like face the front and then Madonna walking on that compare belt. it (laughs) It was so satisfying. It's so simple. It's just
3: attitude and like it's just it's yeah, it's perfect. It's a perfect moment. Um, favorite Madonna look, and it can be from a video, a tour, a photo shoot. Real life. I, in, in real life, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, I, I have to say that I always I just liked her natural like there was a moment in time, and I don't remember what that moment in time is, close to when I was doing reinventure tour. It was like between when um um ray of light
2: mm-hmm. between ray of
0: light and Reinvention i don't know the timeline of things but like she was doing this like her natural golden like locks and everything was just very natural i just found her, it was like when lola i don't know if Lo, um rocco was born yet but lola was yeah that born. was her
2: mother of
1: rocco phase from yeah, music just, to reinvention
0: <laughs> there was something just real there's a photo and i can't remember where it's from but she just is just it's just natural beauty Mm-hmm. I just really have always liked that photo of her.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I don't mind her in rain either with the black, like the black hair.
1: Yeah.
2: I, that always
0: stood out to me too as well.
1: Oh, that's dark white skin. It's
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just if I love that look, the like mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe look was really nice too.
1: She's Guys, got a lot. There's there's there's
3: she's she's not hurting for good looks, so that's for sure.
0: No. <laughs> not mad.
1: Reshma, we're so happy that you were on the show today. We loved talking to you and you bring such great energy and it's so welcome right now. Thank yes, you so I, much. We've, thank you for giving us some LA sunshine. Of mm-hmm.
0: course. It's my pleasure. Thank you for asking me. I had a very good time tonight.
1: Well, everyone, that's our show for this weekend. We'd like to thank our very special guest, Reshma Gajar, for joining us today. You can find Reshma on Instagram at reshmagajar.com. And on the web at Um, You can look on our page and see how that's spelled, but do it. Follow her. And- <laughs> we'll, we'll tag her up. We'll tag, yeah, we'll we'll tag her. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at mlbc podcast. on the web at MLVCPodcast.com. And we are streaming wherever you listen to podcasts. So share with share the podcast with your friends and fellow Madonna fans and rate and review and... Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Why not? You know. Yeah. <laughs>
3: and Reshma, what is? Um, we had Luca Tomasini from uh, Italy on uh, last week's show, and he obviously gave us an Italian farewell. What? What is a proper Indian farewell?
0: Oh, sure. um, mm-hmm. well, in Gujarati, we would just say Jo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it's So simple. The, 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 it's so simple. Aujo. And the um, obvious one that you guys all know is the namaste. That is very mm-hmm. common
2: uh, yes, in of India.
0: Well yeah, that is you know, we're also say. I wake up
1: the- every morning saying namaste, so <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's my mantra. All right. Well we're gonna say goodbye. Thanks Thank you so much everyone. again, Reshma. Thanks for You're everyone done. for
3: joining us. Until
1: next time. Until next time.